It wasn't pretty, but the two points are all that matter. John Tavares, part of the OT winner, the Leafs edge, the Anaheim Ducks 5-4, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. You can follow along via Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, Sam McKee behind the scenes. And so the uh, Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford air off to a, a triumphant start. A crazy, crazy hockey game. A lot of what we've seen in the past here, Gord, let's be honest about this, but again, as I talked about off the top, they got the two points, so we're happy. Yeah, it's a game we can try to break down, disseminate. So at the end of the game, they uh, the upside is they get the two points. Yeah. And we talk about games, about sometimes you've got to win ugly. And like that Ottawa Senators game was like that last Saturday. I don't mean ugly, but Ottawa just played a real good road game um, against a, they're the lesser talented team, and, and Toronto came back and found a way to win in overtime against them. What is concerning again, though, is bleeping away the lead. And not just bleeping away the lead, the way they did it. I mean, it wasn't like these were just a couple of chances that made the game go from 3-1 to 3-3 in a short period of time in the third period. For a tired Anaheim Duck team who played last night, went to overtime, they lost Eric Goodbranson in the first few minutes of the game, so they were down to 5-D. The Leafs came out and in the third period just couldn't get going. And then, man, just make these mental faux pas. So, again, the upside, yeah. They came back and uh, won it, but they, let's say, let the Ducks give the Ducks credit. The Ducks came back tied at 3-3. Leafs got a 4-3 lead. Then the Ducks with the goaltender pulled tied it one more time. So I'd be ecstatic if I'm the Ducks with the kind of road game you played. Uh, you got to be happy with the Leafs. Again, the two points, some real skilled offensive plays. But I know they got injuries, Nick, but these, uh, the, 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 mental, the mental brain farts are really perplexing. You're right, and this time of year, it's unacceptable. With the trade deadline just around the corner, with time dwindling on this season, this team on the outside looking in when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs, it really is unacceptable. It's a nice jolt for this team to get Jack Campbell, a backup goalie here into the mix. He's playing, uh, you would think, you know, probably again against the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night. Uh, Kyle Clifford adding some enthusiasm to the lineup, but... That's my takeaway, too, is they took the foot off the pedal again. We've seen this a lot lately, namely that Florida game that happened. Well, yeah, not and they put the pedal they, they put the pedal in reverse, the yeah. car in reverse. Like, it just makes no sense too, at too all. Too comfortable, right? Well, yeah, I, I just, boy, I mean, these are important games. These are important, important fights. You're in a dogfight to try to get in the playoffs, and this should have been a gift tonight. And there were times where they showed that they were, the much better team than a not a very good Anaheim Duck team, but the Anaheim Duck team had more fight. So the Anaheim Duck team has more fight in the regular season. What does that say if you face the Boston Bruins or Washington Capitals or Tampa Bay Lightning or whomever in the Stanley Cup playoffs? But again, you know, that's for down the road, and I, I will I will give the Leafs team credit to be the Leafs team I think they are and ultimately will be, but, man, I, I, I just am really baffled by, you know, one thing is Sheldon Keefe has a style now about hanging onto the puck more. And that's cool. And, and I think it's worked well for the Maple Leaf team. They've adapted to it. But that doesn't mean when you're the last man out of the zone, you, you try the fancy move when you got a two-goal lead or a one-goal lead. Like, come on. Common sense prevails. So I don't care who's coaching the team. Those are the kinds of things that shouldn't be happening. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Back in the win column are your Maple Leafs, a 5-4 OT win here against the Anaheim Ducks. It was almost, you know, notwithstanding the score, of course, but back last Saturday night, the OT winner on a power play goal by Mitch Marner. This time it was John Tavares, who had 2-1 in this game. One of the best tippers in this league outside of Joe Pavelski, in my opinion. 
A nice little tip there for the winner. So they got the job done. But again, this team is lacking that desperation. You would think that, you know, a team right now who are in the situation the Maple Leafs are would have. I mean, it's happening across Canada right now. Look at Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. You got to have that level of desperation. And I feel that's missing from this Maple Leafs team because they were in firmly in control of this game. All the elements you just you just talked about, the fact that Anaheim's in the back-to-back, uh, they have five defensemen for the majority of the game, and, and they're giving it to the Maple Leafs in the third period. It didn't make sense, Gord. Yeah, again, it's a win tonight, but yeah. you go back to the third period starting against Florida on Monday because it was a great first 40 minutes. So you got two and two-third two and two third games where the Maple Leafs really have got outplayed in the bulk of it by whoever the opposition is, and that's just, that's just not going to cut it. Uh, as far as this this playoff drive, this playoff run goes. Now, tomorrow night, it's funny. You look back at a memory. John Tavares gets the overtime goal tonight. It was in Montreal last year that he got the overtime goal in a much more entertaining game that, that kind of cemented it. You know, it was kind of like a, a bit of a dagger, big win on a Saturday. Uh, the Leafs had been sliding a little bit because they had a great start last year after 30 games. So this time, maybe a night early, he does the tip-ins like you talk about, and, yeah. and, you know, the big guys came through when needed. Austin Matthews, the guy's on pace for 60 goals. It's not what can bad. you say about it? He got four points tonight. Mitch Marner got three assists. Uh, John Tavares, two goals, one assist. Willie Nylander out of the lineup. Maybe their hottest player of late. So, you know, the big guns did it, and one big gun was missing. It's just that other end, which we go back to at the start of the season. I mean, let's just, I mean, I know we're going to hear from Sheldon Keefe in a second. We're going to talk to Chris Johnson. We're going to do a lot of things. But if you look at this year, you know, Travis Dermott's come back to earth. Morgan Riley hasn't been his season. It's been, you know, we all all know as far as it goes with Tyson Berry, you know, a mixed bag. He's been good at times, but just, you know, trying to find his, uh, trying to find his feet, his, uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cody Ceci has been ordinary. Jake Muzzin, probably the one guy that's been pretty consistent all year. Rasmus Sandin is, is a project, you know? And so it goes on and on and on and you go, wow, this defense core, they make you miss Jake Gardner. Okay. I don't, I I, that's saying, that far, no. that's so all I'm just, <laughs> that's saying a lot for the average Toronto Maple Leaf yeah. fan, but you lost Ron Hainsey who you miss. Okay, he, he did it. He played within his limitations, and it's almost you need the guys. That's what you need, the guys to play within their limitations. That's exactly it. Okay. It is the power of numbers, too, that just like that, they've won four of six, right? Because they had won three in a row. They blew that one against Florida, lose that one against New York Rangers, which ultimately led to the Campbell trade. But it's still four of six for this Maple Leafs team. The back-to-back, we think Jack Campbell's going to start again on Saturday night in Montreal. We'll see what happens there. But he makes his debut in this game. 26 saves on 30 shots. What did you think, Gord Stellick? You know something, and I believe it it will be the first time he has started back-to-back in his NHL career. He's played in back-to-back games before, but I thought he played really well. At the end, there were just those dissatisfying goals that were sloppy, but it wasn't, you know, on him as much as just sloppy play by the D, by and large. I thought, Nick, he made big saves at the right time. There were some big saves he needed to make. There absolutely were, and he made them along the way, so... It's a real satisfying debut for him. In Kyle Clifford's case, uh, maybe a little bit too exuberant, trying to do a little bit too much. Took a real ill-advised penalty in the third period. Again, trying, you know, you could debate. He thought the Anaheim player was on top of him, but nowadays they'll call a holding a stick, which he was doing yeah. ahead of getting punched three times in the face. Like it, like, you know what I mean? That's that, that's an automatic nowadays. You're right. And I do like the level of pugnacity, if you will, that Kyle Clifford will bring to this lineup. We saw throughout this game, the matchup game, Sheldon Keefe already not afraid to put him in key opportunities, especially against the Getzlav line, the top line 
uh, for Anaheim in this game. He will play a bigger role than people think. Uh, on the surface, you look at that trade and say, hey, they get Jack Campbell, they get a backup goalie. But um, look at Kyle Clifford. I mean, a lot of people in Los Angeles who cover that team have told me quite a bit about the player the last couple of days. He's a heart and soul guy, instrumental part, uh, under the radar type part of, of, of two Stanley Cups in his career with the Los Angeles Kings. So don't sleep on that. But I think you're right. Like, you can't take those ill-advised penalties. Let's not forget it led to the uh, power play goal that started the whole mess in the third Yeah, period. it did. It did. And, and, and Nick, uh, I take a lot what people have to say to your comments about what kind of guys they are off the ice. That's yeah. good because yeah. that's a plus for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That way, and the other thing with the Anaheim Ducks, this is their only visit. I don't have the list of all the guys, but they may have as many players from the Toronto You're area right. as anybody. Yeah. So they were really pumped and jacked to make it a respect. And this will be a nice point for them. This will be in a season that didn't go well. This will be a, a, a good kind of visit and a good point when it's all said and done, when they're meeting the friends and relatives up in that corner over there in the Golds. So the Maple Leafs improved to 29-3 and under Sheldon Keefe so far. They've won four of the last six after this 5-4 OT win on the power play via John Tavares. Beautiful little tip, part of a 2-1 and night for him. It's Nick Alberga. Um, and uh, Gord Stellick here on Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Uh, you know, it, two points is two points. It was not pretty, but there's no doubt. Um, the Leafs are missing some guys right now, namely Morgan Riley. Uh, I mean, I don't think enough is said about, you know, what he means to this decor. And for all the flack that Cody Ceci takes, like I'm not defending Cody Ceci, but he plays some pivotal roles on this team, namely on the PK that you can't replace. You're not going to throw a Timothy Lilligren who's got two games of NHL experience, a Rasmus Sandin handful of experience. That's a lot to ask for, to have two youngsters under 21 playing in your top six in the blue line, Gordo. I mean, it's it's unbelievable stuff when you look at it and you look at the depth chart right now and the injuries this team is dealing with, especially on the back end. Yeah, Lilligren ran his first shift as well. Yeah. I mean, welcome to the NHL. <laughs> and the Morgan Riley of last year is the guy we're, we're missing the most. Yeah. And you know what, Nick? I think probably part of it is, whether it's me or you or other other people, maybe the projection was too high. When John Tavares was signed, the Ma- the Maple Leafs, you remember they became favorites to win the Stanley Cup? Which is, yeah. Which, which yeah. Up, but, but it shows the Leaf passion. It does not really show what the true odds should be. So, it unites us all, Gordon. So, yeah, the passion that unites us all. But I'm, I'm looking at it, and, you know, to your points you make, they've won four out of six. Like, let's put it in context. That's yeah. what, that's what you know, there's uh, 15 teams that are like that. Edmonton, Calgary. Vancouver had a bad game. These were teams that were all going red hot at some point. I guess what the point being is I thought the Toronto Maple Leafs were where Washington is, where Boston are, where Pittsburgh is now, where Tampa Bay has emerged to be. Like, I thought they were one of those four teams. The upper echelon. Yeah, I did, and and they're not. They're not, and that's, you know, so be it. You can still win a Stanley Cup as long as you get in the playoffs, and St. Louis – you know, well, they went, they they had, they kept going, but I mean, pretty good just, run. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did, but I mean, from the worst to first kind of thing. Yeah, and I just, I just so for the Leafs, probably that's my problem. I gotta get over because I thought it'd be like Tampa Bay. Once Tampa Bay turned the corner this year, there's been no looking back. What Vasilevsky hasn't lost since October, 15 and two in the last seventeen. And just for the Maple yeah. Leafs, like they they got out of a funk, they got a new coach that was a big funk. Then they get a little funk, and then they get another one. You see tonight why there will be more funks to come. Yeah. The way they play, and of too many funks means no playoffs. Gordo, I love the optics too, and I, Michael Hutchinson for for you know as inconsistent as he has been, has been such a professional. Imagine being him right now in that locker room, seeing Jack Campbell starting the back to back, which we presume a backup goalie come in, 
you could throw a fit, you know, and, and he's really handled this like a pro. I think I got to give him major props. I, there's no doubt he's going on waivers. Let's be honest. When, when Frederick Anderson is ready to come back and I just think he's handled this really, really well for a situation. If you had somebody else, um, they could lose their mind pretty quickly. Yeah, no question. And that's been the part. He'll be 30 shortly. Yeah. So he's not 22 or 23 or 24. And I have to think in his head, hey, everybody wants one more crack at it. But I think, sure. he, I think he was content to be home and with the Toronto Marlies, be a solid AHL goaltender, maybe get some emergency call-ups with the Toronto Maple Leafs or an NHL team yeah. from time to time. But you know, there's but there's no question you want to you want to take it, run with it, and be established. The money's better, all these things. And you know what's weird is he had turned the corner, but as we said, the Florida game, there were no more get out of jail free cards left for him. Those ones that were there from six weeks ago are burned indelibly in the Leaf fans' minds. And uh, once you lose them, you're really screwed. And it's just unfortunate that third period was just as undoing. But you know, then you kind of say. Okay, is it always going to be Band-Aids? Is that what's always going to be the case about him being an NHL goaltender right now? But to get back to your point, he's a local guy. Yeah, People speak volumes about him. We were all cheering for him. I certainly was. It was a great story. But at the end of the day, it just didn't cut it in the National Hockey League this season like Garrett Sparks didn't last year and like Jonas Enroth didn't a few years ago. Yeah, and I mean, push game to shove. You know, the, the final blow, the final game for him was was that one against New York Rangers. Just that, that one goal he surrendered, the the circus act with dropping the stick and Dermot. I mean, everything. That well, you get him. no breaks. You get no breaks yeah. when things go south yeah. on you because yeah. optically you're right. Optically you can't have as bad a visual goal against as that. Yeah. So we wish Michael Hutchinson the best. I think he's been a consummate pro through this whole thing, and it's uh, sort of interesting that Jack Campbell comes in. Again, helped by the offense. Let's be honest about this. Jack Campbell, I thought, was decent in this game. Made the saves when called upon. Uh, let a couple goals in. Numbers are numbers. Let's not lie on that. Four on 30 in this game. But the sample size is way too too small to sort of analyze uh, what Jack Campbell means to this team. But I think he's an upgrade, uh, you know, when it comes oh, big to time. backup goaltending. Big time. And that's nothing against Hutchison. I, I just think Campbell's been doing it for the oh, last couple of years behind Jonathan Quick. He was having a good year, and he, he signed for two more years, yeah. so it's a reasonable Affordable. money. They, yeah. they, they know he's going to be around, so they don't, have, they don't have to go through this drill one more time because it's the obvious miscalculation by Kyle Dubas. There were very few things he had to do, but one, he went was loyal to the guy that won the Calder Cup with him in Garrett Sparks over Curtis McElhinney, and now... He's got this thing settled. Jack Jack Campbell's going to be a very capable 1B or 2A goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs, so we won't be talking about that uh, down the road. So, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I, I like it about is, is it too late? Well, we'll find out. But at the end of the day, you're not going to win so many games when you give up four goals per game. Whether you're Jack right. Campbell played well or didn't tonight or anybody else does, Leafs score a lot, but four goals against per game is, is a tough nut to win more than your share of games. Honestly, I think what was lost in the mix of that that loss to the New York Rangers on Broadway was Cody Ceci and the suspected high ankle sprain. You lose another defenseman, Gordon, as I put, you know, five minutes ago. I'm not sure how long you can go with Sandine and Lilligren both in your, your blue line top six. And I do think they have to do something sooner rather than later. Maybe you don't agree with me, but I think they need at least one defense in here by the deadline. Yeah, they do. No, no, I agree with you like 100%. At least one. Yeah. The Cody CC element confirmed that, and also yeah. just the the inconsistent play by your defense core as a whole um, said it as well. That you just you just 
you, you, you almost need – it's almost like if Ron Hainsey was available I again. I know. You're right. And and maybe that Ron like, – again. How about Borvietsky? Okay. Well, you never – yeah. The, but that guy. kind of guy to be steady for a couple of months. And when yeah. I say the Ron Hainsey, maybe the maybe more the guy that Pittsburgh got that year that won a Stanley Cup. But that's uh. – because you got all the – like, I, I, once again, power play in overtime. I like that Sheldon Keefe put four forwards out there. And twice now, this one took a bit longer. This one wasn't as pretty. Uh, give Anaheim credit. They iced the puck a few times. But at the end of the day, the skill of the four forwards out there came through with a power play goal to win it in overtime. And he rewarded one man who we haven't talked about just yet, but scored a big-time goal in the third period. We felt was going to be the game winner until the Ducks tied it late. But Jason Spezza, that was vintage Spezza. And I like the confidence in the head coach. I, I get it. Willie Nylander was not playing tonight, so he probably would have been in that, in that four on the four and three power play there in OT, but he put Jason Spezza with the big boys. That goes a long way. I don't care if you're 24 or 34 into a player's confidence score. Well, it really does. It really does. And, you know, before that, Leafs had a one nothing lead, and then Nicholas Delorier hadn't scored in 31 games, and to his credit. That wasn't Ovechkin on the Ducks? Yeah, he scored an Ovechkin, Steven <laughs> Stamkos-type goal, and you knew it. He was so pumped. He doesn't <laughs> score very many. Jason Spezza scores a lot more goals. And that goal, which, man, you really That's thought pretty. was going to be the game winner in regulation time, was exactly that. You can see Ryan Miller was pissed after because, Jay, you know, Jason, Jason Spezza totally fooled him about the shot, the fake, and then did. He, he did the... He did the Stamkos-Ovechkin thing a little bit as well, but that's also a bit of Spets as well. Fun to see. It was kind of like, uh, like the movie of like Cocoon. He, uh, he got his youth back, and he got a I standing like O from the Toronto Maple Leaf fans based on the goal, based on their being supportive, and the Leafs really needed this game. But they all know what he's about. They, they all don't like what happened the first game of the season. I mean, they really don't. They really get it. I try and, to forget about it. But then, well, I mean, no, but I mean, yeah. like, it just shows how absurd it was for Mike Babcock to do that. that it, they, it really is surreal, though, well, when you think about yeah. it, Gordo, that he was so close to being demoted, you know, put on waivers. He has nine goals. A lot of these goals have been big clappers at that. This was a fake-out clapper that he goes top yeah. shelf on Ryan Miller, but he's provided the secondary scoring that a team that we think is this good needs in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see him very often anymore in the press box making coffee because no. he's one of the more personable guys <laughs> when we're up there. The guys cream, that, uh, I think, yeah. yeah, the guys that don't dress sit up there, and he was there always front, large in life, saying hi to everybody. Yeah. And, you know, not not kind of stewing Another in the press box. Another pro, right? Like, oh, yeah, totally, totally. And, and, hey, if something were to come up that would were to work for Michael Hutchinson somewhere, everyone would be thrilled as well. Yeah. If the, some NHL chance came up, but... Man, he knows it. You don't get many like this where all of a sudden the depth wasn't there and then the goaltending injury and you got a chance to be an NHL backup that you you really, on total merit, hadn't quite won that job. You were, you were getting the opportunity to see what you could do. So I know you weren't here that night. Your uh, other duties, you know, I poked on the show that you were looking for a backup goalie and then Eureka well, came through. minutes later. Yeah. Jack Campbell's at Toronto Maple Leaf. We were on air for that. What did you make of that deal between LA and Toronto? Uh, well, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, it's... Uh, How about Trevor Moore going the, the other well, way? Well, they've got a lot of Trevor Moores. Yeah, right? I agree. So so Kyle Clifford is something different. That's not... I, I'm. Hey, Trevor Moore and all these guys, Mikheyev and, and on and on and but on. But he's about, expendable. Trevor Moore it was expendable. Yeah, opinion. well, Engvall coming up. Like, all these guys yeah. coming up, being able to play. You need like guys the, like that. Yeah, like you're... On D, you're hoping these guys come up, and you're kind of you're kind of willing them to be NHLers. But the forwards have been no problem, and then, and there's not that they're quite cookie cutters, but there's a lot of similar forwards to Trevor Moore with Team the Toronto Shuff, Maple Leafs. Yeah. So, so you know they they look at it, and it's probably a, you hope it's a third and a second because 
You got if you make the playoffs this year and Campbell plays six games, I'd it becomes play him five a second. games, Gord. So well, well, maybe that could be the little thing at the, the little asterisk. <laughs> but but anyway, it's you know they they they've drafted really well. Um, they draft well in the late rounds, and maybe they can continue doing that, which would be great. But you know they Patrick the the first round pick's gone for Patrick Marler to Carolina, and on and on. I mean. The future's now, and maybe when go I all in. and maybe when I get back to the future now, Nick, that's what yeah. gets gets back to why I'm annoyed. Is I thought the future meant they'd be like Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, uh, Pittsburgh, right now, and actually like Leafs were the last two years. Leafs were one of the teams you weren't talking about. What if they make the playoffs? Well, I'll put it this way: I mean, it is what it is. They made the coaching change, but since the coaching change, I think you look at the numbers. They have been in the upper echelon of this league, right? I, I just talked about the numbers. They're 29-3 and three under Sheldon Keefe yeah. right now. That places them out of, you know, rough. My math has never been great. Around 100 points if you were to prorate it through 82 games, which is where we thought they would be, right? Because yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, taking on this job the way I did with you this year, I expect the Leafs to cruise. You know, they have the last couple of years, get to the playoffs. They were more of a team, the conversation is, what are they going to do in the Stanley Cup playoffs as opposed to are they going to get into the playoffs? Yeah, but, and, 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 you know, that's a great stat you yeah. threw out there because you forget how deep a hole they yeah. were in. They were in big so they, time. So they've, you know, they've really got it. I remember our, I respect Brian Burke, but he said at the time of the coaching change he didn't think they would make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, he has since revisited it because he was <laughs> no, he was being up front. Yeah. They, had, they needed to go on the kind of tear they have, which under Sheldon Keefe, which it is has great. To continue too, but yeah. you can't have the fall. The, the recent little falls that they've been having as well. You can't have, and you especially can't have these games in hand and and bleep them away. And this one they almost did tonight, but they come up with two points at the end of the day. Well, I think the fortunate thing to, to add to, and we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, even that game against Florida, they have games inside their division. Let's not forget the last quarter of the season, roughly, you're playing just interdivisional, interconference games, no longer teams like Anaheim and L.A. So that certainly helps, I think, when well, you're Well, you hope fighting. it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly well, got to yeah. take care of business. Yeah, right? you're right. No, no, yeah. it gives you the opportunity, and it gives the other teams the opportunity. And the Florida Panthers, you got two games left, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, you've got three games left. And those are the ones, yeah, you got to yeah. rise to the occasion in those games. One or two complete. The Maple Leafs now hit the air. They'll go to Montreal, take on the Habs at the Bell Centre and Hockey Day in Canada. It does not get any better than that. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic still a it's Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. Go inside the locker room as well. Maple Leafs win at 5-4 in OT against the Anaheim Ducks. John Tavares, 2-1, the OT winner. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Back in the win column, the Leafs win at 5-4 here against the Anaheim Ducks in overtime. John Tavares, 2-1, the OT winner. It's Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers right here on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy. At Gord Stelic, where you can follow along via Twitter still to come. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada. I will go inside the locker room and hope to hear from Sheldon Keefe as well, who... I wonder how happy he truly is about this. I think the two points all that matter this time year, Gord, and we talked about it before the last break that the game just amplifies we get going here as we, you know, we're almost 25 games remaining in this season, if you can believe it. Oh, I know. I know. And that's why we talk about, you know, running out of runway, running out of road. But And it's a 5-4 win. And we talked a lot last segment about the concerns about blowing leads. But let's at the end of the day. Austin Matthews, one goal, three assists, four points, plus two. The guy scored 40 goals. A monster player. John Tavares, he'd been a little snake bit of late. Comes up, including with the overtime winner, two goals, one assist. Tonight's game, four shots on net. And then Mitch Marner, three assists. He's plus two, plays almost 25 minutes. Willie Nylander, sick tonight. I don't know what that means for tomorrow. I'd have to make him doubtful. I don't know. But, you know, so 
that's that's a lot of skill, you know, and that's a lot of skill. And and you can you can argue, say, have they been has the supporting cast come to fruition like maybe we would have hoped and this year probably not so much but that that's a lot of skill and tonight it made the difference in a in a must win game even though they almost blew it and again the debate rages on if that formula will be successful come the Stanley Cup playoffs you got to get there first again uh, Jack Campbell making his debut in between the pipes wearing the number 36 he made 26 stops in this game but I think the thing we noticed is he made some key stops something that had been lacking I would say from Michael Hudson the last couple games especially yeah and, and you know it's funny just with social media how quickly people were just talking about saves early on, right? It's just oh. funny. Everyone, but going into this game, I thought Jack Campbell had won a Vezina Trophy or a couple of them. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, like when stopping an icing behind the net, <laughs> all of a sudden people are talking right, about the Vezina Trophy. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, the thing that does not show up on the stat sheet, and this is something I think Freddie Anderson is great at as well, is that big save when you really need it. Yeah. And there was a time because there were way too many sluggish times for a Maple Leaf team. Guys, the Ducks played last night. They went played in Montreal, went to overtime. Eric Goodbranson only played three minutes. He got hurt. It's like his third shift out today. And you look like the tired team. But anyway, when it happened at times, Jack Campbell came up with a couple of real big saves. And that's really what you want out of the guy. Very loose. It was like they thought they were playing pond hockey with Justin Bieber or something. But this is like urgent time. Wasn't that like, indoors, though? Yeah, I guess it's pond point. hockey. They could have, yeah. well, shinny hockey. Shinny, is that yeah. better for you, Sure, Gord? sure. Um, Somewhere in Stratford, they, they they look at times like they're playing shinny. I just, again, I'm looking for that desperation level to be upped a bit. Um, I think the big boys were good in this game. That has been a familiar theme that's going to will this team into the playoffs. If those guys play this way, I just don't see a reason why they can't make the playoffs. But, you know, team-wide, I just need that extra oomph, if that makes sense. Like, closing out gaps, getting the puck out of the zone, being a bit more crisper with the passes. That's lacking because... Oftentimes, a Marner, Tavares, Matthews, Nylander went healthy and playing. They pick up points most guys wouldn't pick up. You know, yeah. they score goals most guys wouldn't score just on sheer talent. It's not nothing beautiful. Sometimes I, I feel they're victim of overpassing just a tad. Well, but, you know, you can't argue with yeah. their statistics. And, You're right. And, and this game, which they won, the Florida game, which they lost, it's the lead they blowed at blue. And they blew yeah. them in the third period, and they blew them on home ice. And uh, anyway, they salvaged it tonight. Now, by the way... As we're about to get set to have a guest on, I got to tell you. So tomorrow, I'm looking forward. Uh, all set up, uh, Pierre Santoni on Via Rail. A gang of us going down. Nice. And I'll be joining you from Montreal. But train canceled because of the uh, protests uh, out near Belleville. So we will be driving. There will be a Stellic family shuttle going. So we're looking forward to because the Bell Center is a great place to watch a game, to say the least. But the uh, fun part of going in the uh, first class car. <laughs> and uh, arriving right there, yes. In, you, you, in a you're very... telling me you don't have a normal driver? Yeah, yeah, no, you're I do not. Stellic. I do not have a normal driver unless you can get a chauffeur's cap by tomorrow and uh, <laughs> and give me a good rate. But uh, I'd love to go to Montreal. It's my home city. But anyway, lo- anyway yeah. looking forward to that tomorrow in Montreal. Can't wait for that one. We'll have an entire coverage starting with Leaf Station pregame at 6.30. But for now, we go down to Scotiabank Arena. We're happy to be joined by Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada after a, four, a 5-4 excuse me, OT win here against the Anaheim Ducks. John Tavares, the winner. What did you make of this one, CJ? Because clearly uh, a, lot, a lot of eyes on this one with Jack Campbell making his debut in between the pipes. Yeah, a bit of a strange game. You know, I, the Leafs did quite a bit well to, to build that lead, and the third was a different team. They they, they really had the play taken to them. Uh, you know, even after Jason Spezza scores, what looks like it's going to be a late-winning goal, um, you know, they, they, they give up a tying goal, you know, immediately after it. And so, 
I think the best news, uh, given where we're at in the season and what's going on in the standings, is that the Leafs found a way to win uh, for them, but but certainly not an effort that, you know, I get the sense anyone is, is too pleased with, that, that, you know, you're facing one of the, the weaker teams in the league. Anaheim played last night, and the Leafs, you know, really didn't dominate them probably to the, to the degree uh, they would have liked to have. Yeah, you know, so Nick and I doing the show, and it's Leafs Nation, you doing the show too, uh, TV, writing, radio. So it's a mix of two things. Like you're looking at the phenomenal stats Austin Matthews had tonight. You're looking at Mitch Marner, three assists. You're looking at John Tavares, two goals, one assist, missing Willie Nylander. And you got you got all that talent. Yet, am I right or not, Chris, that I'm, we're scratching our head a bit about what's all of a sudden happened about simple mental basics in holding a lead? Yeah, I think it's fair to ask. I mean, as Sheldon Keith pointed out, they were 15 and one entering this week. You know, leading going into the third, uh, the only game they'd lost since he took over uh, was a game in Calgary back in December. Uh, but you know, they they blew that lead in in Florida. Uh, didn't didn't find a way to come back in the third in, in Madison Square Garden. You know, blew a lead tonight or a couple leads tonight in the third period. And so, you know, I I don't know that this is. It might be a snapshot in time. Uh, you know, Sheldon mentioned that that he thinks you know maybe they're just a bit of a fragile group, as though they're waiting for something bad to happen, uh, just because of the last week. You know, where I think that, that these were were two particularly debilitating losses that they suffered prior to this trade, and and so you know they're trying to get it out of their game. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if if we've seen enough to make any conclusions there, but uh, so much is going well. I mean, uh, the Leafs tonight were playing with the youngest defensive pairing in the league. And Sandin and, and Lilligren, um, you know, Austin Matthews, I thought, had a dominant game. Mitch Marner was awesome, made some elite plays that, that you know, we're used to seeing from him to set up goals. Uh, you know, a lot a lot went well. I just think that uh, they're, they're still finding a way to, to play with a lead and, and to close out a game. And, and you know, this was, a, this was a textbook example of what not to do. And, and you know, it's, it's a funny feeling when you win the game and, and there's disappointment, but there was, there was disappointment from the Leafs the night post game, uh, just, just with the the process of how they played and, and, and how things went down. Understandably so with Chris Johnson, a sports at sportsnet.ca and hockey Net Canada, five, four OT win here, John Tavares, the OT winner. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. How much does the Cody CC injury impact Toronto's game plan going into this trade deadline? Because I think even before the injury, they would have loved to add one defenseman. What's their game plan, their mindset going forward now, would you think? Well, probably the most significant part of it is, you know, there's a chance that Cody CC and, and also Morgan Riley or, you know, one or both of them might not be back this regular season. And, and the significance of that is, is that, you know, it gives them even more salary cap space to potentially make a move. You know, I, I do think, it puts a little bit more pressure on it to try to find a defenseman who can play the right side. You know, that that's something, you know, I think the organization wanted to do even if Cody CC was healthy, but you know, now that you're, you're without him, you're, you're getting a little bit thin in that area or you're, uh, you're, you're pushing Timothy Lilligren into, you know, a leverage situation, meaningful minutes at a tough time of year for the first time as an NHL player, which, you know, maybe it'll work. Maybe he'll, he'll be ready to play. I mean, I think there's, there's some benefit that him and, Rasmus Sandin had played so much together in the AHL, and, and there should be some comfort there. Obviously, you know, they're the third pairing at this point in time, so you know, they can be protected uh, you know, a little bit with, with their usage and, and where they're starting their shifts and, and those types of things. But, you know, I, I do think that's still an area they would like to address. It just it might not be possible. They, they, they do now, though, have the potential to, to bring on a more significant contract 
Um, you know, especially if as they get closer to February 24th, if they get you know further updates on on Riley or a better idea of how CC's uh, progressing and in, in his recovery to you know because if one or both of them are done for the regular season, you know they've got a lot of money uh, that they can can use and and you know bring a player in and you know the beauty of the way the rules work is once you get to the playoffs, there's no salary cap and so uh, you could activate one or both of those guys if you know from the long-term injured reserve and essentially have a team that's above the cap, which is something we've seen a few teams do in the past. And you know, I, I think if anything, that they're certainly not happy about the injuries, um, but you know, it does bring some added flexibility uh, when they're, when they're looking at what they can get done out there. Uh, Chris, regarding the new guys. So you have to think Jack Campbell uh, happy uh, all in all. And uh, one question, I would, is it a sure thing he's going to start tomorrow night? And the other one is, I think it's a good game for Kyle Clifford to get under his wings because you like what he brings, but probably a little bit over exuberance trying to make an impression. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and, you know, no, no guarantee on Campbell, uh, you know, Sheldon Keith was noncommittal on that question. You know, I, I really don't know which way they'll go. I mean, obviously generally they, they split up the starts on back-to-backs. Uh, there was one instance this year uh, under Sheldon Keith where they, they started Frederick Anderson in, in consecutive games, but, you know, given how things have gone for Michael Hutchinson this week, I, I think in some ways it's, tough to throw them into that situation, but, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see, uh, you know, what, what they, they come up with tomorrow. Uh, you know, I, I, I like what Clifford brought. I thought Campbell actually played pretty well, especially late in the second period. The Leafs had a dominant period that period, but uh, it started to get away from him at the end and made it a nice save on Jacob Silverberg, uh, one on Cam Fowler off the rush. Uh, I, I thought he was, was looking confident there. You know, he was pretty hard on himself with his performance in the, in the third, you know, just felt that he should have had, a couple of those goals that, that allowed the Ducks to get back and tie it. But, um, you know, I think all in all, a, a decent first day for both of them. You know, I, it's probably been a pretty big whirlwind, you know, from, from finding out about the trade late Wednesday night to playing their first game with, with a new team tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I still like the deal. I like the thinking behind the deal uh, from Toronto's perspective. And I do think it does put them in a, a slightly better position to, to challenge for a playoff spot. You're right. It's an upgrade. CJ, uh, excellent job. Thanks so much for this. Uh, have a great broadcast tomorrow night, and we'll uh, we'll talk next week, okay? Right on, guys. Thank you. There you have it. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada, and I do echo the sentiments of both of you. It is an upgrade. I, I, I like the sidebar that Kyle Clifford, what he brings to the table. He's won before. He's played in pivotal games. He brings that edge that this Maple Leafs team dialing needs, and the analytics community loves him. He checks every box, Gord. Yeah, okay, the analytics will play down. No disrespect <laughs> to the analytics. <laughs> but uh, two Stanley Cup rings are two Stanley Cup rings. Yeah. and Analyze that. To win those rings, you need the Kyle Cliffords. Yeah. And uh, the St. Louis Blues showed that you need those kind of players. So that gives uh, another component uh, that uh, Sheldon Keefe can use, hopefully, in the playoffs as well. All right, speaking of Sheldon Keefe, with the break, other side, we'll listen in to what Sheldon Keefe had to say following this 5-4 OT win at home against the Anaheim Ducks. John Tavares on the power play, the winner, part of a 2-1 night for him. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. Follow along on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation post game. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers right here on Sportsnet 5.9. The fan, uh, the fan breaking down a, a 5-4 OT win here against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. John Tavares, the winner, 2-1 and one in this one. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along via Twitter. Another big night for the big boys. Don't forget the front end of a back-to-back for this Maple Leafs team. Next up, we'll have the game Saturday night 
at the Bell Centre in Montreal against the Canadians, another pivotal one. Who knows just yet who's going to start in between the pipes. But for now, as we teed up, let's hear from the head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, concerns, excitement when you sort of wrap this game up with a bow and look back on it. What might they be? Zero excitement. Um, concern, I think concern's probably a stretch, but, uh, you know, I, I, just disappointed. I think just, you know, the fact that we had a chance here today, we're set up again in the third period, and right from the drop of the puck in the third, we were just on our heels. And it seems like we're just lacking some confidence uh, in those situations, like almost like we were waiting or expecting something bad to happen, and it's not what we want to be about. Clearly, when we play like that, we're not a very good team. Uh, so we need to get on our toes and get our swagger and get our confidence, I think. And, um, you know, it's, it's just... It's crazy how quickly things turn here, right? I mean, we're just we're sitting here on Friday and uh, played like a fragile group there. Um, and I thought there's, you know, there's chunks of the game I didn't, I didn't like either. Obviously, the way the second period ended wasn't very good. But just I look back to Monday and I look at those, you know, those first two periods, especially on Monday, just probably the two best periods that we've played since I've been here, uh, defensively especially, uh, and just took pride in giving the opposition nothing and seemed to be enjoying that. I thought there was parts of the second period we were on our way to doing the same kind of thing. And we just uh, had to get away there. So um, happy we get our two points, of course. So that's what we need. But we've got to be a whole lot better than that in those situations. What's it going to take to restore that confidence? Uh, time, probably. I mean, the biggest thing, we, we've got to, you know, we've got to, uh, you know, we, we've got to get through this. Like I said, it's just... Just all the way back to Monday, and I think it's quickly how things turn. Because right now, you know, your team you can't protect the third period lead. I think before this week started, I think we were 15 and one going into the third period in my time here, so it wasn't really an issue. We had the one game in Calgary, I think, that got away on us. But uh, other than that, we were a team that was doing a really good job in third period. So we're not that far removed from it. We're also not that far removed from great efforts in Nashville, great effort in Dallas, battling and finding a way against a, a gritty Ottawa team. Two great periods against you know, a rival in Florida. Like we're we're not that far removed from it. It it, it uh, turns quickly, but uh, we're going to have to get it back on the right side of it uh, quickly here because uh, Saturday night in Montreal it's going to be a challenge for us. You measure the impact for you tonight. I thought Cliff gave us lots of energy. Um, it's really great to see him. He's a, he's a lot better skater. Has a lot more skill than than I think they even showed up on video or it was kind of advertised. Um, but uh, he's engaged, he's involved in the game. Um, I think in the, on the first goal showed that he's not quite up to speed on our, our D zone coverage, first goal against there. Um, but I just thought, yeah, he had lots of energy and it was really good to get him going. And I thought Campbell, if I really especially look at the second period, when we, the end of that second period, we, you know, you had, he hadn't got much work, much of the second at all. And then all of a sudden, we gave him two or three really good looks sort of at the end of the period there, and he made big saves, which I thought was really good and healthy for us to give us some confidence going into the third period that we we're going to be okay and, and we could build off that. That's what we were hoping would happen, and it didn't. So that's disappointing, but happy to get him in his first win. Awesome game for you, the second time this for your career. Where do you think his game is at, not just offensively, but overall? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question when you say overall, because I think that's really what's what's happened here. I mean, the offense has been there and will always be there, I think. But 
his complete game is not getting enough attention. I mean, this guy's when the puck turns over, you really if you really focus in on him, like he's digging in and his first three strides are are real quick with lots of urgency. He's he's understanding the value of having the puck and getting it back quickly. He's really leading us, leading the way for us in in a lot of those regards. And I thought the first half of this game, especially, it was a clinic from him in that regard, and he was really feeling it. So happy he gets the 40. Happy he's filling the net the way that he is, but he's also really, really figuring out the other side of it and doing it consistently. Will he be back tomorrow? Unsure about that. He's not going to travel with us tonight, so we're going to have to just see how he wakes up tomorrow. Will you go back to Jack tomorrow or still to be determined? Still to be determined. We're going to talk about that on the plane. We haven't committed one way or the other. What would you like about Sandine and Oliver back together tonight? I just thought that they played really good hockey. They moved the puck really well. Um, obviously, you know, we're being a little careful with Lily and, and trying to ease him into it, but I have to watch the video back. But I, I thought he was really good, uh, confident, some of real good transitions, moved the puck with authority. Um, didn't seem to make many, many or really any mistakes that stood out to me. Uh, Sandin, of course, we've come to expect that. He's been playing a little bit more, but I thought Lilligren uh, was really good for us, so it was a real positive step for him and us. The goal, the goal from Jason Spence, it looked like it was 2010, not 2020. Yeah, that was, that was an elite goal. Um, he has that ability. You know, he still has that. He hasn't lost that. He also he made a few plays in tight, in different spots on the power play, especially. I think you know this team in Anaheim pressures the puck on the on their penalty kills. We're really better than anybody in the league. I think that we've seen. So he's under a lot of pressure, and he made some plays with how he protects the puck and makes in tight that um, not many players uh, can do. So regardless of age, uh, you know you don't lose that ability. He's an elite player in that sense. And showed it on that goal. It's a big-time goal for us. It's a shame that it wasn't the winner. There is Sheldon Keefe, and it was a beauty there by the veteran Jason Spetz of the Maple Leafs, now 29-3 and under Sheldon Keefe, who, again, they didn't they won this game, but he wasn't entirely pleased, and we've echoed those sentiments throughout this broadcast. Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah. You know, bang on. I thought he just said that it wasn't exciting in some, you know, just in the third period, and maybe there's that little bit when you're in a lull that there's just not the confidence from the troops overall. One interesting note, though, so William Nylander will be assessed or will assess himself tomorrow. He's got some flu-type bug. Assess and we, himself. And when we hear from the next thing, we'll... we'll I'm okay. We're scratching our head to remember the player yeah. that had the flu bug, got out of bed, for, this is not from Toronto, and then flew and joined his team and kicked ass that night. So if Maybe he, it was Lonnie Bohannis who was uh, squatted at Lonnie Scotiabank. Bohan, well, Lonnie Bohannis gave the jersey out yeah, to the military military appreciation, but no, but it was not it a Toronto Lonnie, guy. No. Anyway, but that he opens it that if Nylander feels well enough tomorrow morning... Uh, he'll fly and join the team. Yeah, they got the job done without Will Nylander in the lineup. From there, we uh, we go on to another guy who is making a debut, not Jack Campbell, but here is Kyle Clifford. Ending here tonight? Yeah, uh, you know, I thought we'd give it, give it back a little bit there in the third. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we want to walk the game down and, uh, you know, kind of suck the life out of them. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good to get the win. Um, not the way we want to do it, but... We still got the two points, and that's what's important. We're, uh, we're moving up in the standings. So your family in the hallway, what did mm-hmm. it mean to uh, get to start the game here tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, didn't expect that uh, special moment. Um, you know, it's just, uh, but once the game gets going, uh, you just kind of get back into your, your routine and, uh, you know, and you know, block all the, the distractions out. I'm not sure you've ever been chased for a roughing penalty before, but what did you make of the fan support here tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, outstanding. They're, uh, you can tell they're the best fans in the world. Um, they're rock stars. They're, they're into the game. 
they know what's going on and uh, you know they're a passionate groups so um, you know I've, I've been in the stands before in this building and uh, you know you know what to expect yeah I mean uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> How'd you think Jack held up? Obviously, faced a lot of pucks in the third. Yeah, he was uh, he was outstanding. He's uh, you know he was real solid back there. He made some uh, really big saves, timely saves. Um, you know he's a hardworking guy and he's just a rock star. Any plans to convert a new teammate and then no no helmet during warmups? Yeah, I mean I I didn't realize I'd be the only one, but uh, you know I I don't know if they have a rule here or not, but uh, yeah, it's just my routine. So. There is uh, Kyle Clifford of the Maple Leafs. I was stunned to find out his his nickname is nothing related to a big red dog. It's actually the Colonel. Jeff Merrick brought that up on Tim and Sid, which is fascinating because usually, you know, you look at Campbell, it's Soupy or Soups. Yeah. You, you, you think, I think he's too young to have grown up with a poster of Brian Curran. Yeah. It was called the Colonel. had that unique skating style. So, uh, well, he play, you know, he plays out there with that kind of efficiency. He's got Edge. a presence. He's got a presence. Like a colonel would have. Yeah, so we're trying to correlate it best we can. The Maple Leafs win this one 5-4 in OT. John Tavares, the winner, the back-to-back. You're going to be in cozy Montreal, which I just saw was hit with a ton of snow. So it's going to be a fun little drive for you. But, Gord, I mean, you've been a part of this rivalry for years. There's nothing like a Saturday night. I don't care if it's in Toronto or Montreal, the Leafs and Habs, Hockey Day in Canada, it does not get any better than that. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. So, I mean, I love still games in Toronto, obviously, but looking forward to more. And, of course, we have the action here, so 6.30. Yeah. Uh, I'll be on for Leafs Nation pregame with you. Bring, bring you. me back some Shane shows. I'll bring back some Shane shows. And now that we are not going via one because of the blockage, <laughs> I may eat them in the car ride yeah. home. I don't know, the Stellick brothers Hot and nephews. Hot in Quebec. Like, yeah. That is the, bre- the best press food you can I will find. try. I yeah. will leave the province attempting to bring them back. Yeah, I almost didn't leave because I like the hot dogs so much in that province. But the Maple Leafs got to keep things rolling here, folks. Let's try to make it back-to-back. We'll see if Jack Campbell starts tomorrow night at the Bell Centre. But rest assured, Montreal is always going to give you the best. They always do, Gord. Well, they do. And this makes it they, – they're just six points now behind the Maple Leafs. It was – imagine tonight it would have been four. The Montreal yeah. Canadiens making a bit of a roll of late. So it's, it's a must-win game for them as much as every game is uh, – Good, good idea to win game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're right, too. El Gordo. Uh, safe travels, and we'll talk on Saturday night. That's Gord Stelic. Uh, many thanks to Sam McKee, J.R. Manitad, the Maple Leafs, defeating the Anaheim Ducks 5-4 in overtime on the power play from Captain John Tavares, 2-1 in this game. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers right here on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Take care.